Hey, this is Dave Coriel, president of Delcor, and welcome to this episode of Reboot IT, where I am coming at you solo because I am worked up about IT project failures. So let's get right to it. You're listening to season four of Reboot IT, brought to you by Delcor. We're bringing you the latest in association and nonprofit technology. And now your host, Delcor President Dave Coriel. You know, I've been listening to podcasts for a while now, and I started listening and thinking, what makes this one better than that one? Or why do I listen to this one more than that one? And it comes down to really two things, right? It's it's whether or not you're interested in the topic and you find the information that you're getting from the host or the panel worth the effort of time of listening, or you find it entertaining, right? Which is, uh, you're not, you may be not interested in the topic, so to speak, but, but you find that the host and the, the panel or the guests entertaining, and so you listen. But one of the things that the ones I tend not to listen to over and over again have in common is that the uh, host continues to go on and on, or the podcast goes on and on after either the entertainment value has run out or the point has been made. So I am sure that I've been guilty of that in the past. I'm going to try to be more succinct and really just tell you uh, what's going on or when I'm talking to a guest, make sure we get to the point and move on. And to that point, I am going to get going here. So I started thinking about the a number of times that IT projects don't succeed. And I've talked about this before. And I've had different podcasts on different topics, requirements analysis, project management, um, you know, business requirements, et cetera, that all lead to failure. But, but I really started thinking about the common themes that I hear from some of the students in a requirement. I, t- I teach a requirements analysis course at Georgetown University. It's a graduate course. So these students tend to have a number of years of experience and a number of years of IT-related projects under their belt. Now, some of them are completely new to this topic, and and others are business analysts or project managers who have all year long been involved in their career with implementation, development, configuration, et cetera, of some type of IT platform. So I started thinking about not only what we talk about in class, but the conversations I have with the students who call me outside of class, so to speak, to get advice. And I really started thinking about all those conversations and what what are the themes, and I have four of them to share with you, what are the most common themes that we run into as to why our IT projects aren't as successful as they could be? So I want to share those four themes. I want to challenge you to think about whether or not those themes are prevalent or present in your organization. And then prioritize whether or not you want to and how you want to address any of those themes. And if I do this right, we'll be done in less than 20 minutes. So theme number one, unclear business requirements. Business requirements, that's not a real common term. You don't hear people talking about business requirements at at the, uh, the Keurig, right? So or Nespresso, if you're fancy. So what, what am I talking about and why does this come up as, an un, uh, as a common theme? So really what I'm talking about, business requirements answer the question of why an organization is implementing a system or replacing a system. It's beyond the functional requirements that might be a benefit to a user. For example, uh, better reporting tools or the way registration runs for an event management system the credentialing management that might happen in a platform for an organization 
that has a lot of obviously a lot of credentialing requirements. So so those are those are how those are how and what the system does for the user. Those are functional and non-functional and user requirements. Business requirements answer the question of what why are we doing this? Why are we putting in a credentialing system? Like not just not just to provide a function, but what how does it tie back to what the organization's mission mission and business objectives are as it relates to the new system? So what the students tell me is too often when they are implementing systems and they're trying to tie it back to the objectives of the organization, the objectives aren't clear. So we're starting at the bottom and working our way up as opposed to starting at the top and working our way down in terms of the justification and the, and the service and the, that we're trying to perform, the justification for the implementation of the system. And that's where they tend to talk about how if you don't have the high level requirements, if you don't understand and the organization can't articulate why it's implementing a system, it's really hard to be successful when it's implemented because you don't know what business uh, business problem you're trying to solve or what business objective you're trying to achieve. So my challenge to you is in your organization, when you're implementing a new system, do you define the business requirements for the new system or do you simply start talking about what the system needs to do for the users, internal or external? That's number one. Number two, business rules, unclear business rules. So one of the things I hear from the students is that they get different answers from different subject matter experts on the business rules that they're trying to have the system support. Remember, business requirements, why are we implementing the system? What objectives are we tying to? Business rules are decisions the business, the organization has made that the system has to support. An example of a business rule is what types of payments we will take for a product or service. Will we take what type of credit cards will we accept? What types of other will we take crypto? Will we accept a purchase order? Will we accept a mailed in check and then fulfill the order? Those are business rules that the organization has decided. Right? There's no rule that says you have to take certain credit cards or you have to take crypto or you have to take a PO. But if the organization wants to make sure that their products and services are available to as many users as possible, they have as many forms of payment that they think will support that goal, the objective of having that many customers, the number that they have, right? So it's a business rule that they've decided to take these payments. Similar things around... Uh, you know, in, in our world, right, what, what's a lapsed member? What's the grace period for a member? We hear this all the time when we are talking to an organization about what their CRM or their AMS has to support in terms of the lapsed member. Are we still going to fulfill things like journals or periodicals or, or provide some type of member service during the lapsed period? This is a business rule that the organization has made a decision on. And here's the thing, the system has to support it one way or the other. So what the students are saying in their world is that they have an unclear business rule where one business unit or one subject matter expert says that the the lapse period does not support a periodicals or a journal uh, access through the database or a journal access through their online platform any longer where they talk to another subject matter expert who thinks they also understand what the organization decided, and you do still have access to a journal through your lapse period member, your grace period, right? So 
So it's really hard because the system has to do something one way or the other, but the business units, the subject matter experts are telling the the business analysts, the system, the IT team, that it has to do this or that based on who you talk to. That does not work, right? So that's the point that they're making. They have two, it's another really common theme, unclear business rules. So, so far we have unclear business requirements and number two, unclear business rules. So I challenge you to make sure that your organization has clear business rules before you sit down with a business analyst or an IT team or a consultant who's gathering requirements for a system. So that's number two. Number three in the theme that I hear from talking to students in particular is lack of support or concern from the business units. And I think what they're getting at there is they're saying that they are concerned, they're passionate, they're trying their hardest to make sure that the system is going to meet the needs and provide value to the end users. However, they don't feel that the business units to which they are supplying the system, they, they don't feel like they're as invested, right? And I think this might come from two main lack or two main root causes. One of them was just a slip. One of them is the lack of ownership, a lack of feeling or understanding of ownership for the system. Keep in mind, at one time, IT owned everything that was technology. So whether we were putting something in or building something, we owned it. And we we wrote reports. We, did, we had to understand the system inside out from, I think, everyone's perspective. As opposed to today, there needs to be, and this is the other reason I think, there's a lack of partnership between an IT team and a business unit team during some projects. So, and that that's also which leads to the lack of support or concern from the business units. It's, it's not clear who is going to own what, who is accountable for what, who's responsible for what during an implementation. And it's also not clear to the business unit sometimes that IT's, IT's stake in this is to make sure that we deliver a successful system implementation but the business unit's stake in this is the exact same thing and needs to contribute and put as much level of effort into ensuring that that happens as IT needs to put into it. You know, the, the, the breakdown these days in a mature organization is that IT does own parts of any implementation, particularly around things like scalability, reliability, security, and ensuring that the organization's enterprise architecture takes into account all of the different systems in the ecosystem of the organization. So ensuring integrations, right, that there's a, that, that, that we're um, making sure that we take the data governance rules that the organization has in place in order to hearing to them. We're doing good IT hygiene, et cetera. That's what we own. Defining what the value of implementing the system is or defining the, the functions that the system has to provide and ensuring that the user experience is good is something that the business units need to take into account as well, right? Something like like the the user experience piece really can come from both, right? The, the user experience of trying to use a system that has so many questions during a registration period, there's two pieces to it. Let's say you're, you're creating a new account and there's 48 questions. All right, that's an exaggeration. Let's back it down. There's 12 questions that membership or meetings or events wants data collected on during the creation of an account, that's affecting the user experience in a negative way for most people, right? They want to put their email address in, create a password, and maybe provide one or two more pieces of information to create an account. 
the the other part of the user experience is going to be IT's responsibility. If you don't have a system that can scale for a certain number of applications that happen all at once, you know, when you're when you have a group, a cohort trying to register for an educational institute and you know the number is going to be large and registrations only open four days, IT owns the responsibility of making sure that that system is scalable and reliable and the performance is good during those four days. The business unit owns the responsibility of the user experience being good so that it's not a a arduous process in order to accomplish the task as the user. This is a partnership between IT and the business unit to make sure that the technology is providing value and providing a good experience. So again, theme number three was lack of support and concern from the business unit and lack which manifests itself in terms of not really establishing ownership of the different components of any system implementation or and lack of partnership between business units and the IT group or IT partner. That's three. So I challenge your organization to make sure it goes through a conversation around who owns which parts of any system implementation and challenges itself to really understand the partnership and become a mature organization with a partnership between business units and IT, not a situation where it's this is IT's problem until I accept it. Those days should be over in your organization. Last and final theme is kind of a myopic focus. So this is what I hear from the students is that the organization is really focused on a particular part of a system implementation. You know, myopia, right, is kind of the, the it's, it's short-sightedness, um, nearsightedness. It's, it's not being able to see into the distance. It's, it's a lack of long-range perspective when we use it this way, right? So it's, so what's happening is we're going to put this system in, we're going to solve this particular problem, but we're not thinking about the unintended consequences of what other systems were affecting, whether or not we're collecting redundant data, for example, or should this system really be something that's thought through in terms of its place in our ecosystem, as well as what are the non-functional integration requirements that are going to happen as a result of us implementing this new component to our overall environment. We also see organizations, or I hear, I I see, and I hear that some of my students, and sometimes we hear in our own community, the frustration of having three different systems within one organization that all do the same thing. And so we have different, and, and this is more prevalent in large associations and nonprofits, but we have three different departments, three different business units, all using some type of marketing communication or marketing technology that does pretty much the same thing, but they're using it in different departments and they're not capitalizing on the benefit of having a similar platform or the same platform rather within the organization. And then we run into all the common problems you run into with disparate data sets, conflicting data, conflicting business rules, et cetera, that that similar to the themes I mentioned earlier, that will end up shortcutting the value of the system to the overall organization. So making sure that when you implement a new system or think about implementing a new system, you look beyond the short-term goal and you understand the longer-term impact of once it's in, 
what it creates in terms of its effect on your ecosystem, what it creates in terms of any additional value propositions that you can surface through this system, any additional, uh, you know, ways that you can have some efficiencies that you couldn't have before you put it in beyond just the short-term goal of whatever the system is meant to do. So, so the challenge here is getting out of a myopic focus and getting into a larger IT strategy, enterprise architecture, ecosystem review, and understanding frame of mind rather than a system-by-system project implementation frame of mind. So there you go. I'm done. It's under 20 minutes. So I'm just going to recap them right here for you. The four themes that I thought about as I thought and listened to my students for the last 15 years on, on system implementations that didn't go as well as they could have. Number one, unclear business requirements. If you want a, deep, a deeper dive into that, go back to my episode on business requirements. Number two, unclear business rules. Business rules that conflict each other especially can be the death of the system because the system can't conflict with, its, with itself. It has to do one thing or the other, which means someone's unhappy or some rule that was really important can't get implemented because there's a conflicting rule. Number three, lack of concern or support from the business units, lack of partnership between IT and the business units. And number four, a myopic focus, focusing on the here and now, this system's particular feature or function that we're trying to implement that doesn't get into the overall enterprise architecture or ecosystem of the organization. Those are the four themes. I challenge you to think about them in your organization. Bring them to the next meeting. Have a conversation around them. You'll be really popular, trust me. So that's what I wanted to share with you. I got it done. I got it done quickly, I hope. And hopefully you'll walk away from this. And, and whether it's a 3 or 30% change, you'll make some changes in your organization to make sure your IT is providing more value than it is currently. Thank you. I don't think there's a wrap-up for this one. Maybe that's the wrap-up. Maybe this is the wrap-up. I can't wrap myself up. So, uh, you know, thanks for listening. That's it for today's episode of Reboot IT. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast directory and leave us a five-star review while you're there. You can reach us through the Delcor website and keep up with Dave and the rest of the Delcorians by following the Delcor social media channels. See you next time.